my thoughts on the CISA MSP advisory. That topic on today's MSP Zone. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Big discussion today. I'm going to try not to step on anyone's toes um, but I can't make any promises. But I want to preface today's podcast by saying that I, I think that the work being done by these multiple government agencies is good work. Uh, so I don't in any way want to disparage what they're saying. But I do think that uh, you know nobody's perfect, and especially large organizations, bureaucratic organizations at that do have, uh, from time to time, they stray outside of their areas of expertise and or comfort. And I think this may, I don't want to say that they'd have here, but I, I want to add some context that this advisory bulletin does not go into, which would lead otherwise uh, a normal reader to come to a conclusion that is not the right conclusion, in my opinion. These are all my opinions, my personal opinions, um, not that of the MSP Alliance necessarily, but just my opinions. So um, let's jump right in. I'm assuming all of you have read the CISA advisory on MSPs, and it's actually written towards customers. Uh, honestly, it's not an MSP advisory. It's an advisory on MSPs to their customers. But, you know, it's still good for MSPs to be aware of this stuff. Um, what is the CISA, you might be asking yourself, especially if you are not a citizen of the United States. If you live in Canada or elsewhere in the world, you, you may have no idea of what the CISA is, and don't worry, I'll explain that. Um, but nevertheless, the CISA issued this advisory, and it it makes some assumptions. It makes some statements uh, that that need uh, clarification and or uh, additional context in order to be of true value to to both MSPs and to to customers. First, let's let's talk about who who is the CISA and what what is their job. The the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is a is an agency uh, of the United States federal government. Uh, I am not actually sure who they report to. If they're part of the Department of Defense, if they're part of an intelligence community, I, I'll actually have to do some research on that. But they are a, they are their own federal agency, and they are, as the name would suggest, in charge of cybersecurity and IT infrastructure for the United States. Um, and it's not it's not for the federal government exclusively, although I think that that does cover under come under their purview. But they're also concerned with uh, private sector. Uh, industries that may be uh, impacted by cybersecurity and IT infrastructure risks, which, let's face it, that's everybody. Um, the CISA uh, issued a, an advisory bulletin that 
essentially, and, and we'll, we'll post a link to it so you can read it for yourself, um, that, that was titled Risk Considerations for MSP Customers. And it's, it's a good article to read. Uh, it's, it's a fairly short advisory bulletin, uh, but I'll read a little bit. Um, I'll, I'll read a little bit about it so, so you can just get the context. So the, the first, the opening article, the opening paragraph uh, goes, um, this CISA Insights provides a framework that government and private sector organizations, including small and medium-sized businesses, outsourcing some level of IT support to MSPs can use to better mitigate against third-party risk. Fairly, all right, no one should have any problem with that, right? This is good. Um, this resource focuses guidance on the three main organizational groups that play a role in reducing overall risk. One, senior executives and boards of directors. Um, two, procurement professionals. And three, network administrators, systems administrators, and frontline cybersecurity staff. And it, it then goes on to talk about how the decision for outsourcing to managed service providers is conducted. And it, 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 it says a lot without saying a lot. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is it, it puts everyone on notice that, hey, there's risk. And that's about the most compelling or um, declaratory statement that this bulletin can say. Right, is that it's just putting customers, end user, consumers of managed services on notice that hey, you might have risk if you're outsourcing, and it goes into you know for each of those uh, you know strategic decision makers at the senior executive level, operational decision makers at the you know departmental level, and then tactical decision makers for those frontline cybersecurity. It, it outlines. Each of those uh, job level uh, areas have things that they should be doing in order to lower their risk. On this, I don't think there's any debate that that's a good thing. So I'm not suggesting that that's a bad thing. What I would like to draw everyone's attention to, however, is the practical reality of what is taking place today. Because what I would say is, and, and I've got some experience, uh, you know, in in studying this stuff in in terms of the theory of people who work in, let's say, government positions who have who get paid to develop theory and to espouse theory, um, can sometimes be very uh, closely aligned to the practical implementation of that theory. But more often than not, in my experience, there is a very big gap between the theoretical and the practical. And I fear that this is one of those scenarios where the good intentions of, the, of this group um, may need uh, a lot of translation before it gets to a practical output that will, will mean something. I'm going to explain myself momentarily here. So first of all, Go out, read the article, read the bulletin, become aware of it. But the 
the practical side of this, and I speak here with a fair degree of authority and experience, having spent 21 years uh, studying not just the delivery of managed services, but also its consumption, right? I've talked to thousands of end-user organizations of many sizes all over the world who have or at some point had consumed managed services or worked with an MSP. And so I've got some amount of practical experience. And I've got some practical experience that most don't have because uh, MSPs have a lot of experience in dealing with customers, true. Um, My experience is slightly different in that I've looked at multiple organizations who use MSPs and use different MSPs at that. So I don't have the view of the MSP standpoint. I, I have a different view of looking at consumers of managed services across the globe at different sizes of organizational outsourcing. And that, that's my experience. So here are my general thoughts. I've got three considerations of my own that I would simply like this is, this is aimed at the MSPs, but I, I'm also aiming this at the consumer of managed services so that you also are aware of this um, context. And I would ask, and I don't think that this was the case. I, I, I don't think it was, it wasn't overtly mentioned in the article, but it wasn't overtly disclaimed in the article, which is, what if organizations stopped using MSPs? Now, again, the CISA did not say stop using managed services. In fact, I think that it, it is implying heavily that organizations are using MSPs at a very high level, and therefore they ought to be uh, aware of the risks um, to them. The way they phrase it, however, and perhaps this is just a nuance of someone who is working in this industry for this long. Perhaps I picked up on something that did not intend to be there, but the implication or the overtone is that there is risk in using an MSP. Um, Perhaps. Is there a risk in not managing your IT? You're damn right there is. There's a huge risk. And for the vast majority of organizations small and medium-sized organizations and businesses, and I'm not talking about the United States, I'm talking about globally on this planet, small, medium-sized businesses for the most part do not have any IT department internally, or if they do, it is a skeleton crew, it is a single person, understaffed, without proper technology, without a sufficient training or time in the day to do the things that need to be done to protect even the smallest of organizations against all the cyber crap that is out there. That is a fact. That is a reality. That is not changing anytime soon. And again, the authors of this advisory bulletin probably did not mean to insinuate this. I might be reading into it, but it wasn't mentioned to the negative either. It wasn't disclaimed. It wasn't said that that was not their goal. So I think that someone maybe ought to revise that bulletin. But ask yourself this. What if you, as an organization, said after reading this article, oh, maybe I should, 
Should I stop using my managed service provider? What, is, what does life look like there? Persi- is, is it going to stop the cyber criminals from attacking you? Is it going to lessen your risk from cyber attack, from ransomware, from data exfiltration, from data ransoming? Does that go away? Does that lessen? No, it doesn't. It goes up. It skyrockets that risk without an MSP standing in between you and all the junk out there. We've talked about this before in this program. We've written about it. We do not want to live in a world where the MSP doesn't exist. I don't. Even when I don't work for the MSP lines anymore, I don't want to live in that world. Because they do a lot for a lot of different organizations, big and small. And for those of you wondering, well, this, is this just an, a, a small, medium-sized business uh, issue? Hell no. Let us not forget, those of you who are, are uh, not students of history, uh, that the entire managed services profession was born out of the enterprise was born out of enterprise, large enterprise organizations outsourcing their IT. Not for lack of money or resources, it was the more efficient thing to do. And it still is. It just happens to be even more mission critical for small and medium-sized businesses who don't have those same resources. They don't have the luxuries that that the enterprise counterparts have. So ask yourself that. Do you really want to live in the world without MSPs? Do you really want to stop outsourcing because there is, quote-unquote, risk associated with it? Now, on to my second point, and I actually think that this is a great, a great effect, I hope, of this advisory bulletin from the CISA, and that is it is actually placing awareness or raising awareness, however you want to look at it, about the responsibility of end-user organizations in handling their IT management. And again, read the article, and it breaks down from senior management, middle management, director level, shall we say, and then tactical, you know, um, baseline, you know, employees who um, all have different unique but similar risk responsibilities, IT management responsibilities that that all relate to risk and the lessening of risk. And those are all good things. And the article, the bulletin, whatever they call it, 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 it does place that responsibility on the end user, which I think has been far overdue. But again, the responsibilities of the internal IT department, and and forget that. I just mentioned that small, medium-sized businesses, for the most part, have no real, you know, full-time. When I say full-time, I don't want to say that if you are an IT director at a small organization and, and, like, you're it, this doesn't mean that you are doing a bad job, right? 
not what I'm saying at all. You you are are probably in the most admirable of positions because you're you're facing uh, oftentimes alone. You know the responsibilities of the of the risks and the and the cyber bad actors out there coming at your organization by yourself. You stand alone uh, in many cases, and you don't have the support sometimes of people in your organization who understand IT, who understand the technology and understand the complexity of what you do. And they certainly don't understand that you are understaffed, you are under budgeted, um, you you don't have enough time in the day to be able to do the monitoring, management, security, awareness, training, all the things that, you know, beyond just keeping the tech lights on, so to speak. Um, there's a lot to do in an internal organization of even a, a modest size. And having one or a few small people um, do that type of work unassisted is really challenging. So the, the, the responsibility ultimately has to be on the customer, on the end user organization. And that is not something that can be continually offloaded to the managed service provider, which has, in my opinion, been the practice for the last 30 years. And it needs to stop. And maybe this CISA article will be the beginning of the end of that practice because uh, it's just taken, it's, it's occurred for far too long. And, and my third general point is that the targeting of managed services supply chain vendors is not a symptom of poor MSP security. Let me repeat that in case it didn't sink in the first time. The targeting of managed services supply chain vendors is not a symptom of poor MSP security. Rather, it is a symptom of unchecked business called cybercrime. Now, we could easily depart from this topic and get into foreign policy, intelligence community activities, um, foreign law enforcement policy, um, and a handful of, you know, diplomacy. There's a lot of stuff that, that kind of intertwines here. But we all know who's doing this. We all know who funds it. We know their attack vectors. We know the technologies they use. We know who they're going after. We know an incredible amount about these people. And I'm not saying it's easy, but there could be, if, if, if people in authority wanted to do something about it, stuff could be done very quickly. That would make it far less appealing to be in the cyber crime business. But I said this before, and it, and it bears repeating again, that the supply chain attacks on managed services, supply chain vendors, and the MSPs themselves, I mean the whole ecosystem, 
it is not a symptom of the fact that MSPs are inherently unsecure. That is not a true statement at all. It is a symptom, it is a reality based on the fact that the MSPs are the only people standing in the way of the bad guys. That's it. I don't know how much more I can say that. You, 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 don't, you, you don't say in the era of the, of the Wild West when you had you know, bank robbers like Jesse James or you know, train robbers, whatever, and, the, and they were you know, dynamiting bank vault doors and, and um, you know, doing what they did. No one ever said, well, oh my gosh, the, the, the banks are the problem. We have to get rid of banks because they keep getting robbed. Or trains are the trains are the, the, the greatest risk out there because you, you get people riding up on horseback and getting on the trains and robbing them. Oh, all right, okay, maybe, you know, I, I don't know, maybe someone actually did come up with a theory that riding on trains back then was risky, but you had to do it. You had to do it for, to get from point A to point B. You had to have banks in order to safeguard the money that you worked hard for and to protect it. Those things in and of themselves are not risky. The safeguarding of those things that we hold precious are not risky. That's just part of living. It's a reality. But for the MSP standing in the way, life would look much differently, much worse, I might add. And so that's my... Those are my three main comments about this security bulletin. And again, I want everyone to read it. Especially, even if you're an MSP outside of the United States, I think you ought to read it because it's really helpful. It, it, and it could be helpful maybe in your location uh, to your customers. If you're a practicing MSP here in the States and you have international customers, it's still a good thing to have them read this article and to maybe share with them this podcast and have your own conversation with your customers to make sure that they understand what their responsibilities are in the relationship. Right? This is not a, the MSP by themselves is going to save the day. The MSPs can't do their work without some level of participation from the internal organization, their customer. And that includes the IT department or the IT person, but it doesn't remain exclusive to that IT person or department. It includes all the other non-IT people, from the CEOs, the boards of directors, all the way down. Everybody plays a role in IT cybersecurity and IT crime prevention. Everybody. The MSP can't do this alone. They need your help. But don't don't read that article and come away with the impression that somehow the MSPs are in you know the Wild West themselves and they're doing things you know in 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 some improper manner. That that's just that's not the case. That is not the case. So. To those folks over at the CISA, keep up the good work. Um, we certainly support you, 
And for those uh, other agencies elsewhere in the world who are similar to the CISA, we, we respect and, and encourage you to keep up your work as well. Uh, I know there's a lot of organizations out there that do this, the EU and the Canadian government, uh, the Australian government, they all uh, they all have these types of departments, but you know, speaking directly to the CISA, you know, it's a good, it's a good article. I think maybe a, a few modifications here or there might make the overall um, utility of of the bulletin far better or far less uh, subject to interpretation that might lead uh, to bad decisions uh, on the part of end user organizations. N- none of us wants that. Um, but it's, it's good that we're having this discussion, this open debate, and I hope that it continues. Um, but take a look at the article, listen to this podcast. If you disagree, if you have some additional comments, maybe I missed something. Did I miss something? It's always possible. Send us a comment, mspzone at mspalliance.com. Drop us an email. If you'd like to come on the program and share your thoughts about this or other topics, Love to have you on. Anyway, those are my thoughts. Until next time, this is Charles Weaver. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.